TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Angelo, Happy New Year. And you, uh, one of your great talents as a host was to gauge where people are. And when you didn't know, I could hear on the air, you know, we'd do the same thing, trying to figure out where people were precisely. I don't know. My judgment is if they're angry today, there was no zip going into this game, so they've kind of given up on us. Well, Dom, the, the, the one thing is I'm retired now, but I still get lots and lots of emails. I put my email address out there all the time. And uh, they're really angry. I would not have had to turn up the volume today. Okay. They're really angry because when the team was 10-1, and one, a lot of people in the city were in denial. They, the, the Eagles were 29th in pass defense when they were 10-1. and one. That is an unsustainable 10-1. and one. You can't do it unless you fix what's wrong with your team. And the, the, the whole focus today, based on – 150, 200 emails I've gotten in the last five hours is that Nick Sirianni does have, not have a friggin' clue what he's doing. And they're right. They're right. The problem, what you saw in the last six weeks, last seven weeks, one in six in the last seven games, was a coach who did not devise any plan to stop the blitz. None. Just let Hurts get mangled over and over and over again and never come up with anything that addressed that. On defense, the defensive secondary is absolutely an outrage. And he did nothing. When you have that, you blitz more yourself. So you give the quarterback less time. You're not covering anyone anyway, Dom. And they didn't do it. This was coaching malpractice at a level that I have never witnessed in my life, and I'm old. This was awful. I noticed noticed on WIP, and it's got to be difficult, some not you, but then a few others, uh, to their credit, were bringing this type of stuff up. But a lot of these people calling in, and I realize they're a smaller segment than fans in general, it was like they didn't want to hear it. They just want to hear they're going to win, and that's it. Yeah, they were in denial. Most of the season they were. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, at, at no point in this year, to me, did they look like a team that was going to be anywhere close to what they were a year ago on either side of the ball. But, pe- I mean, the numbers, they were winning games. Fluky things were happening. People were dropping touchdown passes, like in Kansas City. Calls against Buffalo were not made when there were blatant horse collars. These were calls and plays that would have completely changed the outcome of the game. So that 10-1 and one was hollow. And then they went, they faced San Francisco and got murdered. They faced the Cowboys and got murdered. And then I guess they finally realized they weren't that good either. And the coach just sat there and couldn't figure out one damn thing to do. Dom, 
The job of the coach is to fix it or at least address it. Did you see anything done to address the problems as the season went on? Anything? Yeah, but they made another mistake. I didn't think the side was that bad, and they put in a yeah. guy who's roundly mocked around the mm-hmm. league, I think. To, and, Angela, you can't change things at that point right. fundamentally. you got to have an You're eye right. to put people in better positions, or as you said, a little bit more creative blitzing. You can't just fundamentally. You can't have your best um, uh, rusher, your best guy, Sacker, uh, covering guys out of the backfield just because he can do it. That's not the point, just because he can do it. Well, Dom, I'm almost positive what I'm about to say to you is a fact, all right? I don't have it from a source, but I've watched the way the Eagles operate for 30 years under Jeff Lurie. The decision to go from Desai to Matt Patricia was not the decision of Nick Sirianni. It was yeah. the decision of the people above him. Those were the people that brought Matt, brought Matt Patricia in, even though he had been a washout at the last three jobs he had in the NFL. And I guarantee you, they brought him in there as a as a backup plan if Desai worked out poorly, which he did. He was doing an awful job. Don't get me wrong. But, but when Patricia came in, he... Somehow Patricia found a way to make it even worse. Exactly, exactly. The worst and, and of that all. That was not Sirianni, though. Don, that was not Sirianni. That was that was yeah. Howie and Lurie, and they'll never admit it. Sirianni would not admit it if he falls on the sword this week and gets fired because he wants another job. But that's where – this is where they're getting to the fundamental problem with the Eagles right now. The ownership of the team – including the general manager, do not want to bring in strong-minded coaches who will push back on them if they think they're wrong. They want puppets. Sirianni was a puppet for them, and Sirianni can't actually coach. He was hired because he would do their bidding, and that's what he did for three years. I couldn't agree more. I don't hear anybody. That's big picture stuff that only you would uh, bring up their vast experience and that's what they're about. I mean, they uh, Doug Peterson, I think, was hired somewhat for the same reason. And Angelo, after he was successful, he pushed yep. back and said, I want a Super Bowl. I want yep. my guy here. And I think pretty much within reason, you ought to have your guy after you win a Super Bowl. Yes. And they wouldn't let him have him. And that's why he left. And I could tell you this right now, Doug Peterson is 10 times the coach Nick Sirianni yeah. will ever be will ever be. He is creative. He's innovative. He's thoughtful. He's honest with the fans. He did all the things you would hope an Eagles coach could do, including winning a Super Bowl. And and the whole notion that, that Sirianni could survive this, if he does, who exactly is going to get excited about next season, seeing what Sirianni just did over the last seven games this year? Yeah, Angel, I wanted to I wanted to ask you though, is it is it your sense and to me, however bad Sirianni is, you're still paid millions of dollars. Eagles last night, several, particular tackling, et cetera, didn't like they were willing to risk injury or whatever in a playoff game. How do you get to that level? I would never, if I suspected that of a player, I'm never gonna get that player. No matter what. That that's unforgivable. You're a hundred percent right. And I'm going to include everybody in that. There was a time when, believe it or not, Hurts needed to make a block, mm-hmm. and he didn't do it either. He he deferred. He did not. He did not want to get any contact going. No, you're right. 
That, that was a sign. If you're looking for the final ingredient in firing a coach, it's when the team won't pay the price. And when you're in a playoff game, you work your whole year to get to that point. And they're letting these players run right by them. My God, Bradbury, could Bradbury be worse? <laughs> Is it possible to be a worse defensive My player God, yeah. than James Bradbury? He, he's a turnstile. He's terrible. He can't tackle. He can't cover. Why is he still on the field? Yeah, it was it was the most shocking I've ever seen in a in a playoff game. So, Angela, now we have a number of people out there, and uh, there's yep. certain guys we like, but you have more expertise. Mm. Um, yep. I like Vrabel, uh, but I mean, he's a defensive That's coach. It. I like Frank Reich, uh, who mm. I always thought was somebody mm. who was brilliant offensively. But then, is one of those guys going to come in here with Roseman and Laurie? Reich might, because he's he's um, he's kind of in the scratched and dent aisle now. There, um, Adam. He uh, he's blown out the last two uh, gigs he had. He was bad, so he would do it. They have a they have a relationship with it. It's possible. But you named the right guy. Mike Vrabel is the right guy. Mike Vrabel is a tough. He, he will not be resting all of his starters in the preseason. He will have his team ready the way you see Dan Campbell is doing right now with the Detroit Lions. Those kind of coaches still exist, and they're still, to me, not married to analytics. They're still people that see football as a violent sport, which you have to play with aggression. And Mike Vrabel is the best selection that I've seen of those, all those people um, and he'd also solve another problem, Dom. A.J. Brown is definitely moving back into diva territory. Mike Vrabel and he work together. Ah, that's right, in Tennessee. In Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. There is, there is a, but here's the problem. He's, Vrabel, if they brought him into an interview, Vrabel would not tell Lurie and Roseman what they wanted to hear. He would give them the honest truth. This is what you need to do. You need to be more aggressive on defense. You need to be more creative on yeah. offense. And and then they'll go, whoa, whoa, is he ripping us? Is he criticizing the way we have been coaching the team through Sirianni? That's the problem. The stronger the mind of the coach, the less likely they would hire him or he would want to be hired here. And that's going to be the obstacle. You talk about that in loud. I mean, you have so much material there. But, you know, you see this all the time. The most buffoonish Jerry Jones. But when the owner... And, the, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it is one of the no. things in sports. Look at look at the jerk in, in Washington. The only reason he's out, he did things, apparently, according to reports, that were actionable here. Other than that, it's a club. And, and Angela, that my, my tirade, because we don't talk sports quite until we have somebody like you on, has been, look at what the NFL did, putting a premier game on Peacock, and yet people bought it. So... Yeah. They're emboldened. The whole operation is emboldened not yeah. to listen to a fan base even a little bit, really. Are you trying to say, Dom, that these billionaires have enough money <laughs> and that they shouldn't be that concerned about where they're getting the next check? That's right. Because that, that is all they care about. Do you understand? That is exactly why Roger Goodell has been the commissioner for 20 years and make $62 million a year because he makes the billionaires richer. And it's wrong. It's, it's got to be a point of no return, but clearly the Peacock experiment wasn't it because 
23 million people yeah. watched that, yeah. that game on there. And I'm sure a lot of extra subscribers took out Peacock. But, you know, at some point, you're right. At some point, people are going to say, no, that's enough. What are you doing? How much money does Jeff Lurie need? He's got like $7 billion. Give well, us a break. America wants NFL football. That's what it. Yes, uh, that's what it comes down to. And so, it, I mean, uh, you know, I know your baseball pedigree and all that, but on WIP, it's uh, Glenn Mack now yeah. once said it's my FCC duty to talk pro football at least an hour out of every three, yeah. even if it's in the summertime. I mean, it's what people want. Yeah. It's incredible. I would say two hours out of every three plants, right? <laughs> no, you have to. That's what people care the most about. It's the best sport. No argument yep. there. It's a great sport. I love watching it. But um, I would like to think at some point that these owners were a little more, you know, in, in, in connection with their own fans. They cared a little more. They don't. I guess that's how you become a billionaire. You're ruthless. You're <laughs> always looking for the next dollar. Well, unless you're an owner like Ed Snyder, we were talking about him today yeah. because we're and yeah. I'll and I'll ask you, uh, Jason Kelsey. I wanted to get to just a tremendous yeah. what he did uh, with that Mummers thing and saying to Lane Johnson, "Can't stay off the juice." Who does something like that? Uh, so we're yeah. doing most beloved Philadelphia. And your name is TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. I'm up here, hasn't it, Dan? Several times here, yes. So uh, in in the sports world, who would be your most beloved athlete that really authentically should be beloved? Oh, Kelsey's number one. Yeah. Kelsey's number one. Um, We mentioned Doug Peterson earlier. How a city like Philadelphia has more admiration for Andy Reid than Doug Peterson, um, I left the year never having a good answer to how that could have happened, right? But but J- Jason Kelsey, more than any player in any sport in the last two generations, was so connected to the fan base. He was like them. He was blue-collar. He fought every play. He cared about everyone. He articulated what he was doing on the field better than anyone. He actually gave a damn about those people who were in the stands. And he couldn't have given you more. That's why watching it last night, he was coming off the field that you could see he was emotional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the saddest part, that it was the last game Jason Kelsey will ever play in the NFL. And it was played on one of the most contemptible, outrageous Eagle teams ever that was the worst part of what happened last night that team jason kelsey deserves a lot better than that being his last team and to think it's a center an offensive lineman who is this beloved that's the thing that tells you something well it tells you about philly yeah collar that's we love the big guys and i'll tell you man he was such a great ambassador for our city and i'm sure he'll continue to be in different roles, but what a man, what a tremendous, tremendous player.
Angelo always said great stuff loud. How a shy nerd came to Philadelphia and turned up the volume of the most passionate sports city in America. It seems like we need an addendum, an extra uh, thing on this Eagles team. No, then I'd have to do another book tour. And that was killer. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think my author days are over now. But thank you for the thought. And I appreciate the plug. Uh, You're welcome, Angelo. Anytime. Thank you, as always. We'll catch up soon. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at 4. Donchich. The step back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 